0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome in Miller and Condon on a Tuesday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, fourteen sixty KXNO, one hundred six point three FM. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, and we're here to talk sports with you for the next couple of hours. And appreciate you uh, at least tuning in for part of that time. Hopefully for all of that time, but whatever you can, we will take it. Uh, BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this today. We will continue talking about the biggest topic clearly uh, in the state of Iowa for most of the show, but. We will deviate, as we did yesterday at 11.05, likewise today at 11.05. But uh, in the first hour of the program, uh, Adam Rittenberg from ESPN, he covers college football, has for a long time. He will join us, get his take on um, national perspective, what may be next, what conferences may be looking uh, to expand, do the other conferences, seeing what the SEC uh, has done here today, do they follow suit, do they stand pat? We will ask Adam Rittenberg those questions uh, coming up here at the bottom of the hour. To kick off, hour number two. Training camps around the National Football League are kicking off, opening up today. And we will be joined by Vinny Iyer from the Sporting News. Look forward to that conversation, Aaron Rodgers News, uh, reverberating throughout the NFC North, as he is back for another year. Uh, so we'll do that uh, with Vinnie Iyer, et cetera, uh, at 11.05. And then Blair Kirkhoff, who uh, writes for the Kansas City Star and has for decades and has covered the Big 12, Big 8. Uh, he's been there for a long, long time, and we'll get his take on what's going on. And uh, pursuant to the two schools that he covers, K-State and, of course, Kansas and what he thinks may be next regarding uh, what's left of the Big 12 and where they go from here, etc. So Blair Kirkhoff will be our final guest at 11.05. Uh, since uh, within the last hour, we have seen it's been made official that uh, Texas and Oklahoma have officially requested admission into the SEC. The SEC's commissioner, Greg Sankey, uh, has acknowledged their um, submission of request and uh, made it clear that they indeed will take the next steps. 2025 gets mentioned again (laughs) and again and again. So it's very apparent that the attorneys were clearly involved throughout the day yesterday Mm -hmm. with the remaining eight schools. At about the same time, we started to see one after another put out their statements. Texas Tech, I want to say, was first, and then there was a bunch that followed suit. Um, Most of them, with one exception, I think it was West Virginia's, mentioned 2025. (laughs) Okay, we we know where that what that right. means. That's you're doing what your lawyers have told you to do to make it clear that you expect them to stay until 2025, even though that will never happen in a million years or four years in this case. Um, Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC, in his statement said, um, "Yeah, we look forward to them becoming members um, if that indeed we they do pass formal request in 2025." Mm-hmm. So look, everybody's taking their position. Who is going to blink first? I think that uh, Texas, Oklahoma, and the SEC just wait to see how this plays out. Because they're playing this year. We know that's a Mm -hmm. given. Right. And of the remaining eight schools, how strong is that bond? Because if one of them goes and this thing breaks up, that millions of dollars that they're going to have to write a check for to leave becomes what? Maybe zero. We've
1: heard that the American Mountain West, those two conferences are – basically looking to pillage what's left of the Big 12, be that Mm -hmm. minus a Kansas, minus an Iowa State, minus Oklahoma State, whatever left, they're going to go after those schools. That doesn't make sense, though, and it doesn't make sense for this reason. We know that the SEC is going to have Texas and Oklahoma next season. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen. Mm -hmm. 2022, they will be playing in the Southeast Conference, and if you see other schools start to pilfer away, and there's nothing remaining, and there is not a conference, a Big 12 conference in 2025, that buyout, it's not there. It's not there, Trent. And it's, it's not there.
0: I look at, as I said yesterday, and I believe you were with me on this. Get the lawyers in the room right away and get what you can, because right now it's everybody for themselves. I know that they're putting up a strong front, but you can't in a case like this. You have to look out for your institution, whether you're West Virginia and read the statement that their A.D. put out today. I mean, that's like a resume. He went on and on and on about the academics. At West Virginia, mm-hmm. and how strong they are, and don't overlook this pack. When I mean, we think of the, we think of West Virginia like hillbillies, right? Absolutely, burning <laughs> couches and yes, yes, that's them, that's them. But they want, they don't want to be seen like that. We've got twenty-five Rhodes Scholars, we've got Truman Scholars. Here's all our academic achievements. We're more than just sports, and we can, we will fit in academically to every conference. I think they're the domino you really have to watch, mm-hmm. uh, because of where they are geographically. I think that they may be the first who knows maybe it's oklahoma state maybe they get an offer maybe it's iowa state i don't know but i would just i would be shocked if the bond that they're making seem like is as strong as one could expect is actually that strong i don't believe it there has to be a big 12 conference to get these checks though to
1: get these checks precisely texas yes there has to be a big 12 these eight have to be there so and even if it's not eight Maybe it is. If West Virginia gets an ACC offer, they're gone. Mm -hmm. If Kansas gets a Big Ten offer, they're gone. Mm -hmm. Let's say a couple of them do, and it gets down to six. All right, money's a little bit better, but you have to keep this conference afloat. And the way that you have to do that is you can't be a 16 conference. It doesn't work in today's college football. You have to look outward, you have to do the thing that I still believe they should have done. When they lost their last members, they should go after Cincinnati, Central Florida, BY, whatever combination you like best. That's a different conversation. You need to expand. You need to keep this conference alive. So the American Athletic Conference, I get what they're doing, and you actually look at that league, if it's Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, you think of what Wichita is and Memphis, and that's a really good basketball league. Of course, this isn't a basketball conversation. It's a decent football league. It's better than what the American is. That's on the cusp of that. But also the other thing to keeping the big 12 together whatever remains of it keeping that name as they still are an autonomy conference that means they're still got a seat at the table they have an opportunity though we in the media will not call them power 5 anymore it'll be different they still have at least the way that it's currently written a seat at the table to get into the college football playoff and that's huge that is right. absolutely monstrous it is different then the American Conference. That, more than anything, their commissioner of the American, that's what he wants. Mm-hmm. And th- he's already been talking about, can we buy, basically, well, look, look that verbiage?
0: It, ab- absolutely. Look what the spot they were in last year. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati was resume. According to a lot of people, they should have been the one. Oh, no doubt. Right? Yeah. Uh, they got that. And they played a great bowl game. And, uh, and if it would have, should have won their bowl game. Um Oh, my God, it's just... Uh, I, look, at, here's the other thing. I, um, there was no written statement that I've seen from Iowa State. It was a video. I don't know how any Iowa State fan could watch that six minutes and come away thinking, oh, good, we got this. We're going to be fine. Did you look at Cyclone Fanatic afterwards, I did though? not. I haven't looked at it at all. There was a lot of that. Was there... Well, that we're going to be fine? We're going to be fine. Did we, we got, got the right guy leading us? Yes, There's absolutely. nobody I'd want more to lead us through these hard times and navigate these waters? The JP, as they call him? I, uh... I think I saw, he's like a duck. Very
1: sturdy. You know what? Yes. Very sturdy. <laughs> Underneath the water, his feet are going a million miles an hour. Yes. Right. Jamie Pollard, the duck. Yeah. That's how I saw it described. A lot of them, not all of them, not going to paint it with a broad stroke, but many of them believe that Jamie Pollard, everything's going to be fine. Pollard has this figured out. Mm-hmm. But I, like you, if I watched that last night as I did. You have to be terrified. Yeah. You have to be terrified. The only thing that. Was even a takeaway from it is him explaining what grand rights are. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, it was twenty twenty
0: five. That's not true. No, but you have to put that out there. We get I, that. I get it. That's I, the lawyers that are that are making sure right. he makes that, whether it's a written statement or a video statement, as he made. Make sure you emphasize two thousand and twenty five. Doctor Winterstein, did she add a
1: whole lot to it? I didn't think so. I walked away more concerned than I did going into that video. Now, I'm not a fan. I'm not a booster. I'm not an alumni of Iowa State. So I understand that your perception might be different. But for me, somebody in the media that thinks he has at least a pretty decent handle on what's happening here, and I walked away
0: even worse shape after watching that. Yeah. I mean, now is not the time to panic.
1: Really? When is it? <laughs>
0: right. This. You mean this, oh, this is going to get worse? Right. It, it's... um. Yeah, I, I honestly, I just, um, I thought it should, it should have been a written statement mm-hmm. that assuaged nobody's fears that their their conference is is going to remain uh, solid, intact, and financially secure. And here, here, the thing with the finances, Stuart Mandel at the Athletic took a deep dive into the television numbers, you know, and, and he compared them to some of the AAC schools, the American Athletic Conference television numbers. Games not involving Oklahoma and Texas do not move the needle. Any more than games between existing American Athletic Conference teams. What's the television contract going to be look like? Regardless, if the Big 12 does add teams, what's that going to be? It's not going to be worth anywhere near what it was worth with Texas and Oklahoma. And you don't have to go back too very far to see the latest. And, and at the time, this is not a criticism of Jamie Pollard, what he did. He had to do it because he thought that the money was going to be there. And he wants those... Matt Campbell and his coaching staff to be satisfied with the compensation they they are getting and the place that they were taking in college football, but in late June, they all got raises i mean yeah, significant yeah. raises mm-hmm. Haycock and Manning is it next year?
2: yeah they are will.
0: going to be they're going to break the million dollar barrier, mm-hmm. and that if the payout is Fifteen million instead of thirty-eight or whatever it is. If it's half of what they get, let's say the best case scenario, they get two thirds. You're you bought out Steve Prome You bring in TJ Ozzer. You've got a ton of expenses. That's not even to get started on all the infrastructure that you've started and shovels are in the ground and work is being done. How are you going to pay for all of this?
1: You're not. You're not. You you have put yourself in a position thinking this money is always going to be there, that you can't recover So is from. this
0: Bullsby's fault? How much blame should he bear? 2012, I, I, I don't know the exact year. It was soon after the contract was signed. And I'm paraphrasing, but I know he used the word cement and foundation. Mm-hmm. How strong this conference is. Last week, for God's sakes. Well, okay, two weeks ago now. Ten yeah. days. It doesn't, this doesn't keep us up at night, this realignment stuff. How much blame should he bear in all this? Should he have seen this coming? Should he have been doing whatever it takes to make sure that OU and Texas are perfectly fine? Or if you do have concerns, or if you do are thinking of exploring other options, what can we do before we get publicly to that point where you make it known you're exploring other options? Should he get blame? I don't think so. And the reason is, what they do with their...
1: Third tier rights, the Longhorn Network, Kansas basketball, which when you look at the pay-per-view numbers they get for some of those non-conference games are through the roof. Kansas, as bad as their football program is, has the third best money coming in from those third tier rights. They have placated. They have done something that the Big Ten doesn't do. The SEC doesn't do this. They have done what they have could and gave the best possible. No, because
0: that, that, That's because they're a real conference. They're a solid conference. They don't have to do that. But they did this for Oklahoma and Texas mm-hmm.
1: because that was their only way to At keep the them. At the time, yes. At the time. Should he have been more forward-thinking? No, but think of this. You go to Jamie Pollard and say, we got this idea. We're nervous that Oklahoma and Texas, when the grant of rights is up, that they're going to leave. So we're going to give them 50% of the share, us other eight we get 50%. Mm-hmm. What's J.B. Pollard saying to that?
0: Um, well, on on the surface he's going to say no, but you know what? I go back to 2016 and by out of his own mouth came, uh, paraphrasing, mm-hmm. if Oklahoma and Texas leave, we're essentially the Mountain West. And he's exactly right. And he's exactly right. So he kind of knew what, the, what the com- his conference was going to be. Look, he's a money guy first and foremost. Mm-hmm. He's a money guy. Um <clears throat> I think it would have taken some time. He would have got out a, whenever accountants get out, a Uh spreadsheet and put the pros and the cons and made two different columns. I I get your point. I get your point. That would have been a tough pill to swallow right off the bat. When you're already giving them
1: a better deal than anybody else Mm -hmm. in the country has. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to expound it even further just to maybe keep them around. And ultimately, look at this. They're going to write checks. And they... Texas might write a check for eighty million, mm-hmm. might be fifty million. But in two years that money's gone. They are going to pay that money. That money is going to be paid though. Right. Because they can. If they wanted to leave, they can leave. And we're seeing this right now. Because I heard it so many times from fans of the Big Twelve. Ah, uh, with the grant of rights, this will never happen. And here we are. Mm-hmm. With four years still in front of them. Here we are. This is the reality. The big programs. And within four years, they'll have made up that money because of the money that mm-hmm. they're going to be making the SEC. For Texas, it's a check. Mm-hmm. They got it. For Oklahoma, yeah, they might need to get a loan from the SEC, but ultimately, mm-hmm. they're going to be fine as well. That's the reality of this situation. I don't think there's anything Bullsby could have done to negate this from happening.
0: Uh, Here's one other layer of the story, and I'm I'm anxious to see if we'll ever know uh, if the if ESPN actually puts their name behind this. But is ESPN and they're already involved? But how much will they get involved? What does ESPN want next? Throw out a date. I don't even know what a Saturday is. I'll use October the fourteenth. All right, Arlen, No, but let's get away from Red River because that's around that time here. It's October the twenty-first. What does ESPN want on or ABC want on Saturday night at seven o'clock? Do they want? K-State, Texas, or Texas LSU? Texas LSU. Well, of course they do. Mm -hmm. And they paid a boatload of money to get those rights and to take over college football. ESPN has got a big, maybe under the radar, maybe behind the scenes, but they've got a hammer and they can wield it. They want the best products on their TV. Sorry, it's not K-State and Oklahoma. It's Oklahoma and Alabama, or Auburn, or Georgia. Those are the marquee games. That's what the public demands, unless you're a fan of one of the Big 12's eight remaining schools. Go back and read the story
1: of how the Big East football blew up. A really good conference. A conference that won national championships. That played for championships many times. Miami and the U, that's where they were. Virginia Tech, when they played for a national championship against Florida State... They were in the Big East. But what happened? It wasn't this great idea from the ACC. No, it was ESPN went to them and said, you know what you could do? Look at the SEC and their conference championship game. We can combine now Florida State and Miami in the same conference. So we get this for a championship game every single year. For you younger people, that was the game for 15 years. (laughs) Yeah, a long time. That was the Appointment TV. Number one. You look at old TV numbers, and if you ever find one of those lists, top 20 regular season It'll blow you away. It'll be Florida State, Miami, half of them, Mm -hmm. probably, Mm -hmm. in terms of share, certainly during that Mm -hmm. period. That's how important that game was. It was a great idea. We know it hasn't come to fruition, but it all started not with a bunch of suits working in the commissioner's office at the Atlantic Coast Conference, a basketball conference, by the way. No. It was ESPN, and the exact same thing is happening here. This is not, I don't believe, Greg Sankey is saying, let's do this. This is ESPN first saying, this is what it would look like if you would do that. That's where the idea started. I don't believe for a second this is Sankey starting it, Oklahoma or Texas starting it. I truly believe this is ESPN that got the wheels in motion.
0: Wouldn't be a bit surprised, Trent. Um, They they control college football. They control the Bulls. Now they're controlling everything. I mean, they've got the CBS uh, Sunday afternoon contract. They've got everything. They want the best games. And sadly, they don't want a Mm K-State. They don't want an Iowa State. Prior to Matt Campbell, they don't want to watch the Paul Rhodes doing his thing on the sidelines and wearing the hard hat at West Virginia. They don't want that. They want the biggest names in college football, and they're about to get them. Here's what I also i, I that I, I'm. It's kind of like the NFL draft, right? You can't believe a word. <laughs> right. You really and truly so can. many smokescreens. Right, Dan Wetzel, who's really well connected. <laughs> Look, the Big Ten is not good, we're thinking of expanding. Maybe they're not, but can you really take that to the bank? <laughs> I mean, seriously, whatever's coming out of the commissioner's mouth at this point, you have to take with a grain of salt. There's so much going on behind the scenes. And one of those things that has to be going on behind the scenes is these remaining eight schools in the Big 12 have to be looking out for themselves. They have to be kicking tires, making exploratory phone calls. Is there... An opening is there a willingness to listen? You can't wait for your eight schools to go together because there might not be something. You snooze, you lose. The pack get out
1: in front. What happens there? It's because, as I said yesterday, if the Big Ten expands, I think that's where they're going. West. They're way going west. West. Yeah. Right now, they're going to USC, UCLA, Oregon, Washington. Maybe Arizona, Colorado, Utah, and whatever combination you want to throw together. Those are all AAU universities. Mm-hmm. That's a big piece of it, as we've talked about. I believe that's where they're going. And is it four for now? And then we'll wait till the ACC is a little bit more palpable. Is it wait and see? Pac 12, this is more of a 2035 decision. As I said, though, I think ultimately what we're looking at is two super conferences, not three, not four. We're going
0: to two super conferences. How super many numbers. each? 20? 24 probably. 24? 24 is cleaner. Each. You play the other nine teams in your division. It's not going to be divisions.
1: It'll be a pod system. Okay. That's more than likely how okay. it's going to play out. And it's not just a championship game. Mm-hmm. It's a playoff structure. Mm-hmm. So you're in the expanded Big Ten with 24 teams. Right. You're going to have maybe six teams qualify for your playoff. Right.
0: Say- I would get a seat in one of those super conferences? Yes. I agree. Here's the Okay, so let's take it one step further. What happens on the second Saturday in September? The
1: game will be played in Iowa City. So, you think the game still is going to be played? It'll be a non conference game in Iowa City.
0: Period. Period. They're not going to go on the road. It won't be a home and home. Does Iowa play you and I anymore? Uh, no, I get it. In basketball. I'm just asking the question. Mm-hmm. How long after that happens uh, do we hear from Jack Whitfer or Politician X? I'm actually kind of surprised we haven't heard from a politician so far. Now mm-hmm. I know that they're not in session. What do they do when they're not in session?
1: Their regular job, do they? <laughs> Their day job. Okay, yeah. so, so
0: Bolton's back at the law firm, etc. Right. Yep. Um,
1: Selling insurance, whatever it is. Yeah, Running a restaurant. Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I'm surprised we haven't seen an Iowa legislator looking to get his name in the paper, right, or on TV in the six o'clock news or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's coming. So you think that if indeed we get to that point. That Iowa will play their non-conference game against Iowa State, but it'll be only if we can play at a Kinnick Stadium. Yeah. Boy, that's a one-two punch, right. You're just
1: being mean. It's, it's reality, though, isn't it? In this structure, where Iowa State doesn't have a seat at the table, does Colorado go to Colorado State?
0: Well, they play neutral site, they but do. we
1: don't have that here. We don't have that here. Yeah. They're not playing at Drake Stadium. No. No. Not playing in Waterloo. Yeah. <laughs> it would be in between. Mm-mm. Not happening. So, I think that's the likely scenario that this is going to play out, and that's how it's going to go. And Iowa State fans clinging to hope of the Big Ten. It's not happening. You're but major- remember, now is not the time to panic. <laughs> then what is? I I, I
0: couldn't believe he said it.
1: When is the proper time to panic? No, you didn't have to say anything about that. Right. <laughs> everything's gonna. No, everything's not going to be fine. The big, the Pac-12 is the hope that a. The Big Ten isn't going to pillage the major conference schools there, and that there
0: is some semblance that they get to 16. They want mm-hmm. to go the same
1: direction as the SEC. What
0: did we learn today out of Pac-12 media days? Because you know mm-hmm. damn well the guy's name I can't pronounce. Yes. Uh, the, 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 the guy that came from MGM in Las Vegas who's got the job and on the job about a month, and this falls in his lap. Um how big of a talker is it? I mean, do we care about what's going on with Herm Edwards and his, nope. and what they did at COVID breaking the rules one after another, thumbing their nose at the uh, sanctions that were put in place? We don't, do we? It's all about what's going to happen. This is it.
1: Mm-hmm. This is going to be. Boy, the Herm only Edwards catches a huge break? <laughs> the only conversation that matters. Yeah. The only thing that people it does. About. That's, yeah, I agree. On a national scale, it's not even. Can USC really come back or well, Oregon? The- are they a, a, a playoff team. Those would be the normal conversations. No. no, now, nobody cares.
0: Trent, and I don't think that LA's uh, anything town when it comes to sports. I don't know who has the edge. Oh, between the two, yeah, but, USC or UCLA. Or, or any, no, any sport. Oh, it's I mean, the, Lakers. Where, where the It's the Lakers. L- okay, team. Lakers over yeah. the Dodgers. All right, I'll agree with you. Um, but the, there were three L.A. sports reporters yesterday did a draft. They drafted college football teams to get to a big super conference. Mm-hmm. This is... I mean, this is a big story across the country, to back up your point. UCLA,
1: USC, Oregon, Washington. Those are the ones that I think, if the Big Ten's looking to pillage you, go after. Mm-hmm. You're looking at that true super Where confidence. does Kansas end
0: up? That's Good a Blair Kirkhoff question in an hour. It
1: is. I would say in this, getting to two of 24. They'll have a seat at the table. Mm-hmm. And they probably, Big Ten, would make the most sense for that. Kind of creating that bridge to get out to. the So West if there's Coast.
0: 48 schools, you mm-hmm. can't find a play anywhere to squeeze Iowa State in a 46, 47, 48.
1: You can't because the Big Ten's not kicking out Purdue.
0: They're not. No, they're not going to kick they're out. They're not anybody. kicking out Rutgers. The SEC not kicking out Vanderbilt. No, I don't think so either. They're not going. And no one's leaving those conferences. <laughs> I keep hearing that stuff. Yeah. Why would you? Texas A and M is really upset. No, no. The vote, whenever it happens, it's going to be 14 to zero. Consensus.
1: They are going to
0: uh, they will get in line and do as right. they
1: are told. That is what you do in these conferences. Mississippi State is not going to be kicked out. Should they? Different conversation. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. And because of that, well, right now, we already have 30 states at this table. So of the 18 remaining schools, everybody in the ACC, everybody in the Pac-12, mm-hmm. you need to get 18 mm-hmm. more.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, not and Notre spot. Dame. And Notre Dame. There's not a spot for Iowa State.
0: Don't panic, though. No, now not the time to panic. Mm -hmm. Remember that. Uh, 1027. Now's the time, actually, to try and win $1,000. By texting the keyword SMILE. To 200, 200. That's right. Uh, go for the green. Win a $1,000 right now by texting the keyword smile to 200, 200. That smile to 200, 200.
2: You'll get a confirmation text. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest.
0: All right. 1027. Adam Rittenberg from ESPN on college football. More Fingers than- crossed because. Oh, okay. We got breaking stuff?
1: <laughs> well, no, but he just said there very well could be a got case you. where a phone call is happening. And right. I said, we'd like to lock you in but very well understand if something happens and pops up here. So when we come
0: back... Maybe we'll be joined by Adam Rittenberg. As you can imagine, though, it's a pretty busy time in yeah. Mr. Mitt Rittenberg's life at this moment. I, I guess. Did you, by the way, did you see the Cubs and the Reds last night? Uh-huh. Javi. Boy, there's some hatred there, isn't there? It, it's not just, eh, you know, a little rivalry.
1: No. Mm-hmm. this is These guys want to fight each other. Hatred is the right word. Mm-hmm. And Javi would not let it go. No. He had to be pushed to first base. Yeah. And how about the umpire trying to kind of lighten the mood a little bit? Yeah, and I Phil thought he Guzzy? did. Yeah,
0: I thought he did a pretty good job of that. It, but as good th- as good as he maybe could do. Trent, buckle up, man. There's three more games right. in the next three nights. Yeah, this is going to be. Neither team's going to the playoffs, mm-hmm. but this is pretty good TV, sporting wise, for that very reason. But having said that, you watch a hockey game one night, and there's a bunch of fights, and you think the next night it's going to carry over, and they're just perfect gentleman. Well, I don't think that's going to be the case with this. Hope not. Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.
2: Like my source?
0: Back to Miller & Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Hi, Miller & Condon. Welcome back. Just past 10.30. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. According to Bruce Feldman, new Pac-12 commissioner uh, who is apparently addressing uh, Pac-12 Media Days says they have received significant interest from many schools regarding potential expansion opportunities. So that's good that schools are being proactive instead of reactive. Adam Rittenberg from ESPN, he joins the program. We're grateful for him to give us a few minutes here on what is going to be a very busy week, at least. Uh, Adam Trenton, Cannon Des Moines. Thanks for coming on. How are you, Adam Rittenberg?
2: I'm doing great. Hope you guys are doing well. Yeah, definitely uh dynamic uh, times right now in college athletics.
0: Yeah, you know, it certainly is. And where do you think this ends, Adam? Ultimately, do we get to super conferences? Um, do does that seem like it's inevitable? It's been floated out there for years that that's what college sports will eventually look like. Are we coming to that point, do you think?
2: Well, we could be. Um, you know, or it could be something like that such as, you know, like one big uh, you know conglomerate instead of you know four super conferences it could be cut off at 30 you know teams that are at a certain level and that will sort of be the top tier of college football and it will be you know very bad news for a number of schools that are currently uh, at that level in the power five because they're not going to be part of it. So that that's what I hear more and more is that it, it's not necessarily going to be for uh, uh, super conferences but uh, maybe a you know 32 team like the NFL, conglomerate 40 team conglomerate um you know just the the schools that are most invested in trying to win in the sport with um you know fan base and ratings and you know money and all that 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 go go into the equation adam
1: there's been continued rumblings about the sec not being done that they are looking to ohio state and michigan being the most prominent from the big 10 have you been able to ascertain is there anything at all to those or is it just twitter message board rumors
2: yeah, I, I mean, I, you, know, you can't blame the SEC for trying to add those schools. I, I just, you know, I, I think somewhere the line is drawn when you, you've been a founding member of a conference, um, you know, and, and, and you obviously have made a lot of money and been very successful in, in the Big Ten. Um, and I, I, I have not heard anything substantial about Ohio State or Michigan interested in leaving the Big Ten. They would owe a ton of money because uh, the Big Ten, even though they have a a, a television contract coming up, very soon, their their grant their rights are are with the Big Ten for at least BTN. I think through the middle 2030s. So I I, I don't sense that that's a, a realistic possibility at this point. But again, if the Super League is emerging, you know you obviously want to be part of it, and, and you know obviously Ohio State, Michigan would w- would be among that group of thirty or group of of thirty four. But I, I don't see them scurrying off to the SEC at this point.
0: And what's your, from where we sit, obviously, um, I, Iowa State is a big story in all of this. They finally got a football program, uh, that, uh, that can put them on the map, quite frankly. Now they're not going to, when they, you know, be part of the 14 playoff, you wouldn't think. Although if there ever was a year, they were going to get close. This seemingly was it. Expectations have never been higher. Uh, but at, at the end of the day, it's, it's Iowa State and they don't have that national brand recognition. What do you think? Uh, where, where's their place in all of this?
2: Right, well, I'm sure as as, uh, you guys did, I I listened to the video, watched the video that that Jamie Pollard and the Ohio State president uh, put out last night, you know, Jamie stressing that, you know, the grant of rights that the uh, Oklahoma and Texas still have with the Big 12, you know, essentially buys Iowa State some time to figure out what's best for itself long term. Now, I think there's going to be a real push to, from a, a Texas and Oklahoma perspective, uh, and other entities like my employer to try to get absolutely. them to the, S- the SEC a lot earlier than 2026. Um, but uh, I understand Jamie's point, and I think it's uh, it's an important time for Iowa State to you know figure out you know where it fits and and, and what's the best path forward. Um, I think it's still uh, one a couple of things you know will never change. There's great fan support there. They've supported the team through some very lean years. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have absolutely deserved this great period that they're in right now and the season that we're talking about to really enjoy and celebrate. Um, and then again, the, you know, the future is, is going to be murky, but I, I still think it's a place, uh, a great place to see, to, to watch football and, and the support of football is always going to be there, but it, it, you know, it's, it may be in a, a different type of league. It may be more in a uh, AAC type of league than, than a big 12 uh, in the future. Then that may not be the end of the world, but uh, it's just hard to predict exactly uh, what's going to happen and where um, Iowa state will will, will, will fall. It's a very good academic school, They've obviously improved athletically under under Jamie Pollard's leadership, but as you said, it's it's Iowa State. It's not a a home-run addition like like an Oklahoma or a Texas is to the SEC.
1: Adam Rittenberg joining us from ESPN. Your employer, without getting you in trouble, Adam, how much is ESPN to quote-unquote blame here for the breakup of the Big 12 or to get credit for the expansion of the SEC, depending on probably who you're talking to?
2: Right. Well, the important thing to remember is that you know the the answer is yes. There's significant involvement. Um, Obviously, I'm I'm not privy to, but um, uh, that you know again, the the goal is to create attractive games and attractive inventory to put on uh, either traditional platforms or or streaming platforms. And then you also have you know the conference networks. You have the SEC network and. You know, the Big Ten Network and these other um, uh, you know, conference networks out there that also need inventory. So you know, that, that's the goal here is, is you, want, um, you want the most uh, attractive product to, to sell because it is a business. And, and you know, that's just the reality of where college athletics, especially college football, are right now. But uh, absolutely ESPN is involved in all of this, and, um, and we'll see how, how it transpires, especially given the relationship that ESPN has with, uh, with the SEC.
0: Were you surprised that uh, Bob Bowlesby was seeming, and I get everybody was caught off guard. I I don't know if he should get a free pass in this. I mean, at the end, it's his conference. How much blame should he bear for being as caught off guard as he was?
2: Yeah, I mean, again, and I haven't talked to Bob or or heard, we haven't heard extensively from him, obviously, since this happened. But, um, yeah, you you have to uh, uh, take that as a veteran administrator in college athletics, um, you know, understanding that your league has been vulnerable in the past. And, you know, you you decided not to expand about five years ago. And there were consequences to that, especially when you have a brand like, you know, again, you go to Big 12 Media Days and you guys have been there like I have. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are two huge mobs around Oklahoma and Texas, and that's kind of it. I mean, it's very noticeable. It was more striking to me than I thought it would be, you know, having covered, your Big 10 Media Days before and the Pac-12 ACC, I've been at all of them uh, at least once, and that was the most striking thing when I was at Big Twelve Media Days. I guess it was back in 2019 to see it was the Oklahoma and Texas show, and that's a concern if you're that commissioner and Bob Bowlesby, especially um, you know given where the, all the changes in the sport and, uh, and you know things that you knew that were coming like NIL and, and some of these legal rulings. So you know, I, I think he does have to take some of the blame. I think the you know, unfortunate thing. Again, you know, a lot of these commissioners talk about collegiality and working together, and, and all this. I mean, that that's that's complete bunk, in my view. I mean, if, if you're Bob Bolsby, I don't know if you're ever talking to Greg Sankey again after what what happened here, because you know, yeah, I mean, you guys worked together on the playoff model, uh, along with Jack Swarbrick and Craig Thompson, and came up with something that seemingly worked for everybody. You know, meanwhile, the SEC is is you know just you know guess it turned out weeks away from from uh, from taking, you know, two, two of your biggest members or your two biggest members and, and putting your league's future very much in doubt. So, you know, I, I was talking to some administrators in other conferences yesterday, and they basically said, yeah, the, the era of collegiality is over. It's everybody for themselves. And, you know, unfortunately, Bob Bowlesby, uh, you know, kind of uh, fell, fell off and, on that uh, on that race here a little bit.
1: Adam, as we talk about this game of ridiculous musical chairs, Notre Dame, what it is for them. I go back to when the 12 team college football playoff expansion was talked about. A lot of people were surprised. Boy, the SEC, you know, they're kind of placating. They're allowing a lot of things a lot of people thought was not negotiable for them. Well, I think we see the reason for that. They had a little ace up their sleeve as the negotiations were happening there. Same thing with Notre Dame. They will never be able to get a buy in the current structure. So, does Notre Dame have a spot? Do they already have a place in place? And they're also like the SEC, two steps ahead of everybody else.
2: Right? Yeah, with, with the you know because their their access point right right now they have four access points, and in the twelve team system they'll have six access a six access points. And the concern I think they had was something to the effect of an eighteen system where you'd have five or six of those spots that would basically be off limits for Notre Dame unless they join the conference. And so if this and again one thing too to discuss, guys, is whether the twelve team proposal still goes through it mm-hmm. still has the momentum right. because the one thing that Bob Bosby can do and some of the other uh, commissioners can do is voice their opposition to it now and push back against it now. And that certainly wouldn't be good uh, if, if it's real significant pushback for the SEC, but it also wouldn't be very good for Notre Dame. And so that's an interesting subplot here uh, of, of how this could unfold. Is that everybody still is fired up about the 12-team system as they were a few weeks ago when we didn't know at least publicly that Texas and OU were headed to uh, the SEC but uh, you know the thing with Notre Dame you know they are they they the independence is is, is integral to who they are um, they'd like to keep it even even though they, they they're likely leaving some money on the table but you know again the 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 the, the future of the media and streaming and, and and ways to earn money they may be okay uh, financially, never joining a conference, but I think it's still incumbent on two leagues in particular, the Big Ten and the uh, and the ACC. Although who knows, maybe even the SEC uh, to, to to call Notre Dame and see about what it would take for them to at least listen. And one thing that's interesting from from my perspective uh, is you have at least the commissioner level, Jim Phillips, at the ACC, longtime Big Ten athletic director, and a former Notre Dame administrator under Kevin White. Kevin Warren, mm. second-year commissioner in the Big Ten. He's a Notre Dame law grad. He just hired Barry Alvarez to be a special consultant for football. As you guys know, Barry was the yeah. defensive coordinator when Notre Dame won a national title. Also, you're two of the more prominent athletic directors in the Big Ten, Gene Smith from Ohio State, a former Notre Dame player, Sandy Barber at Penn State, a former Notre Dame administrator. So there's a lot of ties to that school. Do you make another push? Uh, are you successful? Who knows? But I think those two leagues, have to at least uh, uh, make an attempt to see where Notre Dame is at with, with this, along with maybe even the SEC if they uh, want to add the Irish. Adam
0: Rittenberg uh, from uh, ESPN. Adam, uh, just your, your final thing here. Uh, Trent and I will both be shocked if 2022, that uh, Oklahoma and Texas are not part of the SEC, that lawyers get together. Chip Brown just put out a tweet that apparently um, – ESPN owes the Longhorn Network like $300 million still, and that money would be used to pay off um, the remaining eight schools uh, to therefore gain admission earlier than the 2025. I don't think there's any way in hell 2025 no. is even on the table. I'll be shocked if it doesn't happen next year. Will you?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly would be shocked if it doesn't happen by 2023, um, but, but it certainly could happen by next year. and I'm curious, you know, that, I mean, next time one of us talks to Jamie Pollard, why he would, you know, be so uh, entrenched in this idea that Iowa State has time to figure out, I, I guess it still would would, would would mean that the money would be there. So I guess in that sense, he's right. But the, that, that Texas and OU would actually be in the conference of playing football in the Big 12 as Big 12 members, yeah, for the next, I guess, four years. That just doesn't seem likely to me. So I, I'm with you guys. I, I don't think it's going to be nearly that long. It might be 2023 when they make the move, but as we saw with realignment, uh, even when the Big Ten added Nebraska, it was just the the, the the next year. They had one final year in the Big 12, mm-hmm. and then they moved over to the Big Ten. So it most likely will be something similar with these two programs.
0: Adam, thanks for finding time on a busy day for you. Appreciate you coming on. I right, appreciate you guys. Thanks. Thank you. Adam Rittenberg, ESPN. Uh, joining us as we talk a little bit more. So here's Chip Brown's tweet. A source close mm-hmm. to the situation said the buyout money for Texas and Oklahoma to leave the Big 12 before 2025 is roughly $160 million. Texas is still owed by ESPN for the final 10 years of their 20-year $300 million contract. So that's $150 million. Mm-hmm. It's $160 million for both schools to get out. ESPN essentially writes that check to the remaining schools in the Big 12 uh, we call it eight again. In the Big 12, you get my point. yeah. Um, and that's if they have to write the whole check, mm-hmm. and boom. So ESPN is essentially going to pay for this. That's Not what bad. they want. Not bad. They control college football. Yes. They control the bowl games. They control the sport.
1: What do they own? Something like 36 of the 41 quote-unquote bowl games that happen are ESPN properties. Not that they televised them. They own mm-hmm. them. And if they wanted the others, I'm sure they could get them. Right. The the Sun Bull, not going yeah, to guess right. that's a real. Yeah, there was a time. It, there was a time. Yes, there was.
0: Uh, that it was. But not so, anymore. Yeah, no, you're, you're, you're 100% right. We'll take our final time out of the hour case. If you missed it earlier, the keyword for this hour was smile to 200, 200, smile to 200, 200. We are going to get away from realignment. Briefly, to kick off the second hour of the program, Vinny is going to join us uh, on the NFL training camps are open. Aaron Rodgers is back in Green Bay. Seemingly, that would have been a bigger story had all of this not been going on. And I, for one, am happy with it. Not that it's going on. Um, no, I'm not happier with it. I wish Aaron Rodgers was the big story. Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 Air systems. content Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 and 106.3 FM. It's fascinating, all these little sources that everybody's got, these mm-hmm. nuggets that are coming out. It's hard to keep up. Where were the sources three weeks ago? Really?
1: Everybody's got a source <laughs>
0: yeah. now. But that source was all in the dark. They didn't say a word for six months, mm-hmm. a year? How long do you think it was? The, when it first came out, it was uh, what put back to cr- late December, early January, that these talks Started to gain momentum, so it's clearly started prior to that. Mm-hmm. You don't go from, or maybe you do go from zero to a hundred. And and when did ESPN first? Who? How long till we found out ESPN's role? In we know what it is now, mm-hmm. but what's there? When was their role in the beginning? Was it them? I think that
1: so. Put these two factions together. They are a business. The Longhorn Network has been a losing proposition. Mm-hmm. How do we get rid of this? How do we make this right? How, with now these new games that we have coming in with the 2.30 mm-hmm. CBS game moving to ESPN, how do we make this work financially? So the
0: Longhorn Network, or whatever it's called, is going to have a lot of Mississippi State-Arkansas games? Well, it won't be labeled. that. It'll be SEC Network 2. Right, whatever it's called. Yeah. yeah, SEC 2,
1: yeah. You'll get to go flip over there. Mm-hmm. South still Carolina. part of our
0: conference, but right. yeah. South
1: Carolina-Vanderbilt coming up next. On SEC 2, it just means more.
0: Well, I think we're finding out it does mean more. It means more financially,
1: that is for sure. I, As I've said, I think ESPN, they're at the forefront of all mm-hmm. this. I don't think it's, when did they get involved? They started this. They were the ones that put the wheels in motion. Will what, we ever find that out? Oh, yeah, in like 2032. The real story will come out, a book will come out about Mm -hmm. all this, and Mm -hmm. most of the athletic directors, Bob Bowles will be retired at that point. We'll kind of get the full story that happens there. I want to know, though, because there was something, I think it was in The Athletic, and again, like you, have read so much it's hard to keep track. I don't remember where it came from, but that Texas was also thinking about going independent. There Mm -hmm. was talk about that, and that both Oklahoma and Texas made a call to the Big Ten. Because the timeline here with Barry Alvarez taking over as now the football member, I've seen people speculate that he is really the acting commissioner of the Big Ten. Right yeah, now. I wouldn't be surprised. It's not just yeah. well, he's running, helping out with football now. Right. The Kevin Warren again screwed up and screwed up this time. Texas and Oklahoma made the call and he said, "Hey, eh, we're good." If that's true, not only is that a fireball offense. Yeah, good see would be there. Why Barry Alvarez is, quote-unquote, running things, yep. if that is the truth there. But that's another part and another layer I'd like to see. What was that phone call? Was it certainly just an introductory, hey, we might be looking, or was it deeper? Did it go deeper? And the SEC just had a deal that trumped it. Mm-hmm. Did ESPN say, Longhorn Network, 300000000 million, let's get rid of that. We'll give a better deal
0: than what BTN Fox can give
1: on that side But of it.
0: there's the thing with ESPN and the Big Ten, though. They wouldn't... The Big Ten Network is a is a roadblock. Mm-hmm. That's a Fox entity. It is. Here's there's another. I mean, what what how's Fox going to come out of of all of this? What are they going to do? Because they've invested a lot of money in college football.
1: They have, and I think it almost feels like. And that's why I go back to the two mega conferences. Fox will have the Pac-12 slash Big Ten, whatever combination they come up with, and maybe a couple of ACC. The SEC will also filter. The Clemsons and Florida States of the ACC, they'll go that direction. You'll have Fox that has the Big Ten, Pac-12. ESPN will have the SEC, ACC mm-hmm. leftovers, Big 12. And that is going to be the two super conferences and how you get so that. So
0: where are all these leftover schools going to play their games? I mean, because Saturdays are going to be pretty full with all of these networks. And, mm-hmm. and Fox is going to look after theirs. And ESPN's going to look after theirs. Might we be headed to Thursday? Friday? God forsake. I mean... I love Maction. Who wants to see Iowa State, Jack Trice Stadium on a Tuesday night? Not their fan base, not anybody. If
1: you're looking at Saturdays, you're going to be hoping that Amazon Prime comes around, that Apple TV mm-hmm. is going to be there, that maybe we go old school and it becomes more of a local entity. And
0: No, you can't do that. Then you're crushed. you got to get your brand out there. It- That's the reality. I know. Look at all the money that they've got tied up in contracts. This was, just look. In fact, I want to make sure. I think the date of the piece was the 21st of June. Randy Peterson uh, reported on the Iowa State football coaches receiving their salary bumps and contract extensions. Were they going to be paid over a million a year, the two coordinators? Do they deserve that? Well, sure they do, If, if it's based on... And all the numbers that were in place prior to, they're, they're great at what they do. Nate Shieldhouse got a huge bump. Mm-hmm. wasn't alone. Uh, real quick, let's get Ray in here, then we're going to run out of our... Hi, Ray. Welcome to the program.
1: I'll make this fast. Yeah, you're talking about ESPN and all this money they have. And I thought like five, six years ago, they were hemorrhaging money yeah.
0: to letting go left and right. And now they can't acquire enough rights. I mean, mm-hmm. they're back in the uh, they're back in the end. Uh, thanks for the call, Ray. They're back in the uh, NHL business. Um, that's a very good point. They were hemorrhaging money. Look
1: but, at all the cuts. But now you don't not paying that big contract to Big Twelve anymore. You're not paying. Maybe you cut out the American and the Sun Belt and those little ones that you're doing, and suddenly there is money for the bigger properties. Mm-hmm.
0: That's where the eyeballs are. Mm-hmm. Again, I said it earlier. They won LSU and Texas on a Saturday night in late October. Not K State, Oklahoma. It's just reality. I'm gonna get away from it. Vinny Eyer, NFL conversation starts hour two.